Hello and welcome in to another edition of the PHNX D-backs podcast right here on PHNX. A big ski to you all. Uh, of course, I am coming to you from my secret lair uh, here somewhere in Arizona. I am your mayor, occasionally known as Derek Montilla. Jesse is coming to you from somewhere sweet and wholesome, obviously. Uh, he is the <laughs> vice mayor and your thunderstick, Jesse Friedman. Uh, Jesse pointed out before the show started the difference between our two backgrounds, and um, it's noticeable. It's noticeable for sure. Uh, also. Uh, I'm in the dark and Jesse is very much in the light. I think everything here is a perfect metaphor for us as people, Jesse, but uh, we have been covering the Arizona Diamondbacks and their pursuit of a designated hitter. And it would appear there is a new rumor connecting them to talks with Jock Peterson to potentially replace Tommy Pham. And as Jesse pointed out to me through text message, that's objectively hilarious. Yeah, it absolutely is. I mean, this would this would be like a one for one replacement of Tommy Fam for Jock Peterson, which is, I mean, all of the storylines there are just absolutely lovely. Uh, yeah. But yeah, Jock Peterson is a name that we've talked about before on the show as a potential target for the Diamondbacks. Uh, Mike Hazen made it clear after the Lourdes Gurriel signing that. He wasn't just looking for a right-handed DH that he would consider left-handed options as well. And there aren't that many of those uh, available in free agency. Jock Peterson, certainly uh, certainly the most prominent, uh, prominent name there. Well, we've talked about Jock Peterson in the past and that his numbers are very, very, very much different be, uh, versus right-handed pitching versus left-handed pitching. And uh, this almost yeah. feels like if this is the situation that maybe – uh, the the Diamondbacks might be pursuing another option and kind of he would be like a platoon DH. But I, I do believe we have his uh, numbers from 2023. So let's take a look at those. Or maybe we don't. There we go. Maybe we do. There, there they are. are. <laughs> uh, average 235 with a 348 OPS and a 416 slug. Oh, they went away again. Uh, 15 home runs, <laughs> 51 RBI, uh, and a 0.6 for... Someone pointed out, by the way, Jesse, that I'm not the only one that says war the same way that uh, as that when I'm talking about baseball war, uh, which is different than war. But yeah, you, anyway, should be, uh, you should be happy that you're not completely alone in that. Um, I, I, I am. <laughs> yeah, these uh, these numbers aren't 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 great. Uh, 235, 348, 416. Um, yeah, I mean, good, but not great. Right. Yeah. Uh, Jock Peterson, kind of an interesting story uh, he had a, an excellent 2022 season with the san francisco giants an ops of nearly 900 uh and the giants uh were hoping to get a a draft pick presumably when he departed in free agency they offered him the qualifying offer and he took the qualifying offer so jock peterson played for the giants again in 2023 and made almost 20 million dollars i think it was like 19.6 uh, was the qualifying offer that he took in, in 2023 and, um, you know, 0.6, uh, wins above replacement on fan graphs. I, I don't think he, I don't think he was quite a, a $20 million player in 2023. Um, but yeah, as you said, he, he's certainly a platoon bat, uh, a guy who, who has really never hit lefties all, all that well in 2023 slashed 186, 327, 279 against lefties. You're going to want to protect him from left-handed pitching as much as possible, but he was still an asset against righties. Uh, he hit 241, 351, 435 there, which is still a far cry from where he was in 2022, but, uh, that would add value for the diamondbacks for sure. Um, if Jock Peterson uh, was on the Diamondbacks tomorrow, he would on paper become their third best hitter against right-handed pitching. Only Corbin Carroll 
and Ketel Marte had a higher WRC plus against huh. righties last year than uh, than Jock Peterson did. So it, would you see if they did go to Jock Peterson, would you foresee like maybe again, uh, he Tory being able to use the against left handed pitching, just kind of the guy he's giving the day off to DH and then against right handed pitching, Jock would be in the lineup as the DH. Is that is that the foreseeable yeah. way that you would play things here? Yeah, I mean, you'd have to you'd have to come up with with something for that DH slot against uh, against lefties for sure. Um, and uh, yeah, it could certainly be used to give guys occasional days off, uh, you know, have Christian Walker every once in a while uh, DH instead of playing first base or whatnot. But yeah, in house, I don't know if the Diamondbacks have like that ideal platoon partner. Um you know, if, if you were to have a jock in there against, against righties, you would, you would want to have at least someone who could kind of balance that, uh, against left-handed pitching. I'm not sure the D backs really have that guy. We talked about Kevin Newman, uh, potentially being that guy, uh, you know, someone they, they just brought in on a minor league deal recently who had really good numbers against lefties in, uh, in 2023. So, uh, but yeah, I don't know if Kevin Newman is necessarily guaranteed a spot on, on this roster. So, uh, it, it would it would be interesting to see how they would handle it against lefties. There aren't any obvious uh, obvious solutions there that I'm aware of. Uh, would this rule out still potentially getting another DH or another hitter along with Jock Peterson? Yeah, that's a that's an interesting question. I, I mean, I guess I in an ideal world, no. Uh, if you're able to get Jock Peterson for for a little bit less, maybe you have a little money left over uh, to go get a right-handed hitter uh, who can who can just play part time. You know, maybe be more of a more of a bench player who starts against lefties fairly often. Um, but, but that would rule yeah, out the top I, guys that we've been talking about, like JD Martinez and Jorge Soler. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I'm guessing that if you are getting Jock Peterson, it's probably because the price tags for JD Martinez and Jorge Soler are not exactly what you like. Uh, yeah. and so you you I mean, if you're getting Jock Peterson in the first place, it probably means you didn't have the money for a JD Martinez or a Jock Peterson or for a JD Martinez or a Jorge yeah, Soler. In which case I'm not, you know, I would I would be somewhat doubtful that the Diamondbacks would have money to go out and, and get someone else. Well, let's take a look at Jesse's favorite pastime, which is uh, baseball savant. Yes. And let's take a look at Jock <laughs> Peterson's savant page because there's a lot of red here. Like the this this savant page for me uh, doesn't really match up with his numbers from last year. It feels like he should have been a much better hitter statistically with these numbers than than, than he was. Absolutely. Yeah. Jock Peterson underperformed his peripherals by quite a bit in 2023. And I think that's probably the biggest argument in his favor is that while his numbers weren't quite as good in 2023, the underlying numbers were still quite strong. Uh, in 2022, his baseball savant page was ridiculous. I mean, it was, it was, uh, you know, JD Martinez esque, uh, pretty much across the board. 2023 though, it was, it, it's not quite to that level, but, but still very good. Um, and I, I looked at his splits from the first half to the second half. He, he actually put up pretty good numbers in the first half of the giants kind of faded in the second half. Um, but his expected stats were considerably better than his actual stats in both the first half and the second half of the season. So, uh, yeah, I don't, I think there's a lot of evidence here that Jock Peterson is a better player than the numbers that he put up in 2023 and whatever team that signs him probably believes that. There's a you know a decent chance that he's able to actually put up the kind of numbers that you know some of the Statcast metrics uh, suggested for him moving forward. This is the opposite of when you say a guy 
got lucky and then try to qualify what you mean by lucky when they when they had a good season right this is kind of the opposite yeah. everything here uh in in theory says he's a good hitter and a much better hitter than he was but it got a little unlucky and we see we've seen that in the past we saw that with christian walker over a considerable stretch at one point right where his peripherals were were good but i mean that's the kind of thing that the change of scenery change of team you know change of environment that you're hitting in like hitting here at chase field versus hitting uh, in san francisco a lot there's a lot of differences there that that could benefit him um i will say that uh as much as we've made jokes about it i i don't I don't like, I don't love this, but I still love this more than not doing anything. Right. Uh, I think totally. that again, the, the DH uh, and, and uh, especially assessing some of your hitting weaknesses right now that the team kind of as a whole have that, that could be a big benefit, even if it's not going to bring in a guy like Solaire, that's going to be a big slugger. That's going to get a lot of dingers. There's still a chance that Peterson could, you know, turn things around here and and have a much better season than he did last year and fulfill that missing kind of, you know, strength there that that to to hit, you know, against right-handed pitching. Yeah, a big part of this comes down to, you know, how much do you think you need an extra bat in the lineup against lefties? Because as we just talked about, Jock Peterson is not really that. You know, are you are you fairly comfortable yeah. with where you're at right now against lefties, and you're just looking for uh, some extra thump against against righties? And I do think that there's some some evidence that that's uh, that the Diamondbacks might need more help against righties right now than against lefties. In 2023, they were a better team uh, against righties than lefties. But uh, when Jack Summers was on the show a few weeks ago, we broke down kind of how that happened. It was very weird. Uh, the team gave a lot of at bats to Nick Ahmed against lefties and obviously he was just awful uh it was like a yeah. 400 ops or something he really tanked their numbers against lefties uh there were a couple of other guys tommy fam mysteriously was not good at all against lefties with the diamondbacks was better against righties so i think i think there were some kind of weird things that happened in 2023 that made it look like this team was better against righties than they were against lefties in reality when i look at the lineup right now i actually see a team that's kind of lacking and thump against righties uh, and yeah. then you've got Corbin Carroll, who you know is going to be an elite level producer there. You certainly expect that. Cattell Marte was well above average against righties in 2023. But as I said earlier, Jock Peterson would be the third best hitter on this team, at least based on 2023 numbers uh, against right-handed pitching. What's also interesting is Jock Peterson was better against righties than Jorge Soler in 2023. Jorge Soler did so much of his damage against lefties. He was like otherworldly yeah. good against left-handed pitching. So if the concern is primarily to address your, your offense against righties, Jock Peterson, I think actually does make quite a bit of sense. You know what my solution to this problem is, Jesse. Just sign Jason or, Martinez. Jorge Peterson. <laughs> ah, of course. Once again, there you go. Once again, like JD Soler, Jorge Peterson. Jorge Peterson is the answer here. But um, he's projected to get two years, twenty-four million, which seems like more money than I want to pay him. But um, again, that's yeah. a FanGraphs projection. So uh, not sure if the Diamondbacks would go for a multi-year deal. Maybe at this point, the talks are more a one-year deal with some sort of option for a second year if he does have a successful season here but um yeah I, I i do think that 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 move does price them out of the market and essentially you know uh, i think the remaining moves there are still a backup catcher 
uh, maybe another reliever that isn't going to cost them very much. But outside of that, I, I don't see them being able to afford much more than paying, you know, Jock Peterson somewhere in the neighborhood between 12 and, you know, potentially more, you know, for, for one season. I could see, I could see a one-year deal happening with, with uh, Jock Peterson. I, I, I don't think fan graphs is outrageous in, in their uh, two years, 24 million no. projection. I think that's their, no. their crowdsource projection. But um, spending 20, 12 million, at least this year, unless it's one of those deals where it's two years and they kind of put more of the money in the next year and allow that Madison bumper yeah. contract to fall off. It feels like they're kind of tapped out if they do go for a 12 year deal or 12 year. No one's no one's signing Jock Peterson to a 12, <laughs> yeah, a 12 million dollar deal for one season. <laughs> yeah. I, I I'm really curious to see kind of where the price tag is for Jock Peterson relative to, to Soler and Martinez, because sure. I think the difference could be fairly significant. Uh, you know, if you're if you're talking about a one year deal uh, for Peterson instead of, you know, two, three, maybe even f- up to four for for Jorge Soler. Um, and I think you're you know, you're easily into the 16 to 18 million dollar range for for Martinez and Soler. If Peterson is 10 million, uh, which I don't necessarily expect, but I could see it being possible. I mean, we just mentioned 0. 0.6 uh, fan graphs wins above replacement. That's a pretty low number uh, to be yeah. getting more than 10 million dollars uh, per season. So. I think there's some bargain potential here for the Diamondbacks to, you know, maybe save quite uh, at least a decent amount of money uh, getting Jock Peterson. And uh, again, it's it's never totally been clear to me whether the team really had the money or uh, was willing to spend the money to go get Soler or Martinez. And so I guess in some ways, Peterson would be viewed as kind of the the consolation prize, uh, you know, kind of uh, settling for for a little bit of a lower yeah. tier player. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there there are reasons to believe that Jock Peterson could come in next year and at least against right-handed pitching, there's a very real chance that Jock Peterson is better than Soler and and possibly even JD Martinez uh, as as he you know potentially regresses a little bit uh, moving forward. So I, I don't think anyone who thinks that Peterson is like not even at all in the same class as Soler and Martinez, I don't I don't really agree with that. Uh, he's clearly a step below. But I think there's I think there's a world in which Peterson winds up giving the Diamondbacks a similar amount of value uh, in in 2024. With players like Peterson, I really like the idea of incentive based contracts where where you lay out certain, you know, goals for them to hit tiers for them to hit. And should they hit it? Sure. Then that, you know, that that increases their contract. I think for someone like jock that gives him something to play for some something to earn some more money about and if if he can produce in a certain manner then it's worth the money to pay him that extra amount but i mean again that's just (laughs) that that's just me i guess siding with owners or something i don't know because apparently players don't like those kind of deals but hey you know again that's i i feel like all of sports should have more incentive-based contracts that allow players to you know, obviously be paid and compensated regardless, like, well, regardless of how they perform, but should they perform at an all-star caliber level, I think that they deserve more money. And I think that that should be something uh, that you could work out where, you know, again, you're not, you're not going to expect Jock Peterson to come in and play at an all-star caliber level, but should he be able to produce, you know, a decent amount of, of RBI and, and take a certain number of bats and, and, you know, be above a certain batting average or something like that, something to that extent, a certain OPS, you know, that's, that's something that is controllable to, to an extent by him. And, and, you know, again, could be very beneficial for both parties. Now, Mike Hazen made some comments today 
uh, about being a bit more open-minded about having a full-time designated hitter, which he was hesitant yeah. about in the past. I feel like his philosophy there lines up a bit with Tory's. We know Tory likes having players like ha- having a situational uh, managing or ability to manage or manage the situations, you know, as he sees fit. Right. He, he's that's the reason why he went with the closer by committee last year, which in theory makes sense still. Closer by committee still makes so much sense in theory, right? Because it's just a relief pitcher situation. And if you tie yourself to one guy, uh, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense considering that maybe another guy in your bullpen uh, would be a better matchup uh, in that ninth inning against the three guys sure. that are taking it at bat. However, as we saw, it was a disaster. It does not work and we're never doing it again. So don't ever talk about it. <laughs> But when it comes I, to the I DH, you know, I, I feel like that's something that Mike and, and Tori probably saw eye to eye on as far as utilizing yeah. it in a different way rather than having that full-time designated hitter. I think that's a really good comparison that you made between the the closer role and, and the DH role. Because, uh, yeah, the closer role on paper, you can be like, well, you know, we've got several several guys who can who can slot in, we'll play the matchups and whatnot. And in some ways, that's how the team has, has viewed the DH role and, you know, in, in recent years, um, you know, where it's, it's kind of a revolving door. There's, there's several different guys in there, but as we saw with the closer role, you know, the, the committee thing is, is all fun and games until you realize you no member of the committee is actually capable of, of being very good in that spot. And, and I think it's the same with the diamondbacks plans at DH where, you know, if you do use that as kind of a revolving door position, if you are using it primarily to just get guys off their feet, that means you're tapping into your bench players in order to in order to fill out your lineup. And the DH spot is not I mean, you know, ideally you want to get a lot of offense from that spot because there's obviously no defensive value there. So, uh, yeah, if the Diamondbacks can find a way, I, I absolutely think it's the right move. Uh, for the team to commit to not necessarily a, a DH for 160 games or whatever, but a DH, you, you know, who can bring some real thump into this lineup. Yeah. Cause it's, it's absolutely something the diamondbacks need. I mean, this team yeah. for as far as they went in 2023, they were about a league average offensive team in, in the regular season. Uh, it's as Dan Zimborski said, uh, you know, the other day on this show, the diamondbacks aren't a team that can afford to really, you know, just kind of keep uh, keep what they had offensively. They they did add Eugenio Suarez, which I, I think was was an upgrade. But you know, you like to do more than that this off season to to really bring your really bring your offense to to another level. Uh, and I had a clarification for that. It was Patrick Lyons that sent us that, and actually he said dating back to 2017, Eugenio Suarez is sixth in Major League Baseball in home runs. And again, that's not something we talk about enough, I don't think, about what, you know, what he is going to add. We often talk about the power needed. Uh, and I think we just brought this up the other day when talking about this exact subject. But again, don't underestimate what what Suarez is going to bring to this lineup. Like you said, though, when you have the ability to have a guy in the lineup that does nothing but hit, that really... There, there's a lot of guys out there that can do that well, but they can't do the defensive side of the ball well, right? So if you are missing out on a chance to have a guy as a part of your your you know roster that is just there to mash, you know, and, and do nothing but hit the ball, that that's that's something that you you never really had before. I mean, I know Mike Hazen at one point was in the American League, so I think he would understand the the benefit of having a designated hitter like this. But it really does feel like, 
you know, again, the Diamondbacks quite often try to find somebody that's that's versatile, that can do multiple things. We talked about that with Reese Hoskins. That's a guy that, again, almost would feel like a waste to bring in and just have him DH with what he still has left in the tank. Chances are the Diamondbacks wouldn't have done that. They probably would have utilized him in several other ways throughout the season just to have his bat in the lineup and, again, utilize him to, you know, maybe give Christian Walker some time off, you know, maybe more than they were planning to. But uh, in this case, they could save a considerable amount of money potentially and get a guy that, that does nothing nothing but hit but uh i mean he he does play defense a little bit so uh i think i think if if the diamondbacks if the diamondbacks sign jock peterson i think it is very likely that you would see him in the field occasionally um he played it he played actually a few different positions in 2023 with the giants uh 79 games at dh 32 in left field six in right field uh as well as two at first base uh so again there's not there's not a lot of value there he's not great at it uh, you know, I, I think Jesse. if you want Jock Peterson to be valuable, oh. you want to play him in the field as little as possible, but he does give you some, he gives you more flexibility than JD Martinez. Um, why do I, I, I don't, I don't want to attack I'm, this I'm man's age. I don't want to attack his abilities anymore. Oh, that got really bright fast. Once I bring up a uh, baseball reference, but, uh, Jock Peterson, right? 31 years old, this man. As our producer Damon pointed out to us in our chat when screaming about potentially going after him, led his high school football team in receiving yards. And Devontae Adams was on the same team. Make it make sense. Make it make sense why he can't still play defensively. I don't know why he can't still play <laughs> defensively because that man with those kind of athletic abilities should still be out there in the field somewhere. But uh, I don't think he was ever really all that all that great of an outfielder. He he was all right I, I for know. for a while, yeah. but more so in a corner. He was never really a a true uh, a true center fielder in 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 the majors. Uh, so Hazen, according to uh, his talk with Nick Pecoro, said the club is very active in its search for a bat. Uh, team does remain in touch with free agent options like Jock Peterson, I imagine. Uh, and Hazen said that the trade market was heated over the past week. Uh, what do you what do you what, what do you interpret that means heated over the last week? <laughs> Like in my, in my circle, in my circle, that means they were screaming at each other over trades, right? Which very much applies to this Jock Peterson, uh, like Tommy Pham situation. But what do you mean? Every, everyone's, everyone's frustrated with the market, right? So I mean, it's bound to get heated eventually. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, people are just like, why won't you trade such and such player? Uh, and uh, you know, naturally it's only human nature to resort to, to throwing things and whatnot, as you said. Um, uh, no, I'm, I'm guessing that that's probably not happening. But it does track with what we were talking about the other day with um, things potentially heating up here here soon. Uh, It seems like this DH search is going to be resolved in the relatively near future, uh, likely while I'm on vacation, as we touched Mm -hmm. on the other day. That's that's definitely what's going to happen. That feels inevitable, but um, yeah, and and he does mention trades. He does mention trades, which is something that I think it's important that we don't forget about. There are uh, some options in the trade market. We've talked about Eloy Jimenez, uh, you know, Anthony Santander from from the Orioles. If they wound up being willing to trade one of their outfielders, which I, I don't know if they are, um, but uh, yeah, there are some guys available. Uh, via trade uh, or that could be available via trade that that could make sense so i wouldn't necessarily say it has to be 
you know, Peterson, Martinez, Soler, Justin Turner. I, it, I think there are some other, uh, some other potential names, potentially guys we haven't even talked about. It's pretty hard to gauge exactly, yeah. you know, who's available in the trade market, what, what teams are willing to do. Uh, Mike Hazen used the word creative uh, in that interview with Nick Pecoro. So, you know, maybe there's some kind of an outside the box uh, solution that, that we're not thinking of here. So uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think there could be more on the table than, than we're really realizing right now. I don't even want to put this out there in the universe, but I feel like this is going to result in us trading someone that's going to hurt. I don't know who I think like Jake McCarthy, Jake McCarthy is one of those guys that would hurt. But again, like you talked about the other day is now a good time to trade him considering his value isn't very high. I'm not sure. Maybe some team would still see the potential in him. Uh, but I just, uh, I feel, feel like this is potentially uh, going to cost the diamondbacks more than they want to pay, but they end up paying that. So we'll see. Uh, but you did also say heating up. And of course that leads me to just remind everybody as to why you and I, right now are appearing on this show on StreamYard. <laughs> um Damon and uh Totri have been fighting a lot. And uh <laughs> the building also then caught on fire yesterday. Am I saying that those two things are related? No. Am I saying they're not related? No, I'm not saying that either. So um for the foreseeable future, we're, we're, we're going to be here on StreamYard. Jesse's going to leave me anyway, so I'll be here uh, doing this. But, uh, yeah, if you didn't get a chance to see it, check out the Coyotes feed, their Twitter from last night. We were all off having a wonderful time at Putting World, watching the Suns uh, beat the crap out of the Mavericks. By the way, this is also a PHNX Suns podcast. Uh, Jesse called yesterday's game in Damon's face before the game uh the book game and if you yeah. watched what happened last night you will know that jesse knows ball okay and it's not just little round balls with stitches in it jesse knows the bouncy kind that are orange uh and have also <laughs> other weird you know little crevices in them but anyway uh we do appreciate you guys being here of course we also appreciate those of you that are diehards if you're not a diehard yet make sure to sign up because last night was a blast. It was great seeing so many of our diehards out there. Uh, you can do so at gophnx.com. Uh, of course, part of that package is getting yourself a free t-shirt from the phnxlocker.com like this bad boy I'm wearing right now. Of course, there's a wonderful selection over there, so make sure to check that out. You will also get all of Jesse's uh, content. You will get access to our Discord lounge where we are doing exclusive discussions with Jesse and I on the Discord lounge. Also, all sorts of other fun uh, for diehards only, so make sure the, to get down on you also get discounts on events like last night's uh, takeover or it wasn't a takeover the watch party event but you know events that we do like that you also get uh discounts with our partners and so much more so join us today of course one of our favorite partners is our people over at illegal pete's it's your go-to spot uh for anytime it's patio season like it's kind of cold and dreary out but I just went for a run and it was delightful right uh, it's not terrible out uh jesse has completely uh, had his blood thin out, so he doesn't like the cold at all anymore. He wouldn't even survive in Seattle uh, anymore during this time of the year, so we don't have to worry <laughs> about losing him to moving back to Seattle, but it also means that Jesse has no gauge anymore for what is cold weather, uh, but I will attest that this is good weather out here. You can go enjoy this quick before uh, it's gone, because it'll be gone before we know it, uh, but patio season at Illegal Pete's, always a great time to go out there, try out their wonderful food. They have Arizona's strongest margaritas. Uh, and of course, you'll also find Damon there all the time, uh, the location in Tempe. He's probably 
producing the show right now from there i have no way to verify that because he turned his camera off so there's a good chance he's enjoying their piping hot queso and the margaritas that they have but you can ring in the new year with illegal pete's weekly deals kick off the monday blues with three dollar margaritas all day long and also you can ease your way back into the week with taco tuesdays two dollar tacos every tuesday if you work in healthcare or education you can take your team to lunch at illegal pete's every tuesday and, and enjoy buy one get one free entrees and also unwind with their happy hour from 3 p.m to 8 p.m every day illegal pete's is your go-to spot for burritos buddies and beers uh and of course Speaking of things that Damon and I very much also enjoy, uh, OG's has launched their two new product lines with Live Rosin and Rick Simpson Oil. It's their OG's Naturals and the Big OG's. Now, I am getting some sort of reputation around the office, Jesse, for my consumption of a single Big OG's, which is 100 milligrams. It's perforated, so you can cut it and break it uh, into 10 10 milligram slices, but that's just a lot of work when I'm going to eat all 10 slices anyway, Jesse. So I feel like that's an unnecessary effort. It's inefficient. I'll just eat the whole thing. You can eat it as you will, you as, as you want to, of course. Uh, but I'm there's a lot of ridicule, including that I'm not fit to be mayor uh, because I consume said 100 milligram OG's gummies. And that might be true but anyway it doesn't matter because being the mayor is does not involve me uh it's 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 kind of like a figurehead position i hate to break that to you guys uh, there is a lot of paperwork though i tell that to everybody that wants to be mayor so that they don't try to take my position but uh ogs acknowledges me as their mayor and i acknowledge ogs as the best edibles that you can find uh, make sure to check them out you can learn more about ogs gummies where you can find them head over to ogsbrands.com uh, you can see their whole line and uh Get your favorite dispensary. What don't drug? They don't see that it's true. They don't drug test the mayor. That's <laughs> that's another accurate statement. That's a good thing. <laughs> uh, that's a good thing. It's a very good thing. It's a very good thing. Uh, another good thing, Jesse, is that it is MLB the Show time once again. It is time for MLB the Show 2024 to release, and of course. Uh, we have all sorts of fun. Well, we're what, like two two months away still from the well, actual. Well, I mean, this is release. where this is where the arguments start, Jesse, because it starts with the cover being released and who is on the cover. Then we get to fight about the ratings. That's that's the next fight, and that's that gets released right. before the game comes out, and then we argue about that, uh, and then we play the game and we love the game, uh, but then we argue about other things like what difficulty level people play the game on and why that's important let's just enjoy the game and stop worrying about what difficult level we play it on but uh mlb the show cover athlete announcement is coming uh on january 30th next week at 10 a.m pacific time uh is there is anybody i know we're not all superstitious but is anybody a little stitious about our favorite athletes being on the cover of of video games any longer is that a thing because i still feel like it's not a good thing jesse <laughs> Right. Oh, I mean, Otani like, was on like 22. It dooms, it dooms you. Yeah, it dooms yeah. you. It dooms you. Otani was on 22. He ends up undergoing the elbow surgery, right? He's not going to pitch it all next year. Uh, we had Tatis on 21, um, and he had to have the wrist surgery right after he was on that. Um, and then Jazz was on the cover of last year's, and he sucks. Right? <laughs> <laughs> He's not worthy of the cover. Anyway, there there uh, are there are quite a few examples of players who who were on the cover and, and were just fine. Uh, Bryce Harper uh, was on it back in uh, 2018, I want to say. Uh, Miguel Cabrera yeah, back when he was still. 
when he was still in his prime. Uh, Yasiel Puig, you could make a case that he was uh-huh. uh, his definitely his could make a case for you. So, there was some sort of a roadblock there. I don't know if MLB the show is uh, is what we should be blaming, but um, <laughs> yeah, th- this year this year is interesting because I feel like. Uh, we all are going to unveil our top three choices for who we think the MLB The Show cover athlete will be. And I'm mm-hmm. like 87% sure that our number one guy is going to be the same. Uh, all yeah. of us are going to have the same number one guy. Um, yeah, so, uh, yeah, I guess should I just should I just fire away? Should I give him no. my three? No. no? Okay. No. Because even let, though we have let, our choices. You want to let... No, I was going to say, even though we have our choices, Jesse, it, I think we can all agree Um that this is the most fire cover that there could be. Damon, do you have that cover ready to go? <laughs> StreamYard's being slow today, you guys. It's not Damon's fault. Oh, look at that beautifulness right there, Jesse. Can you imagine? Could you? Can you imagine? I don't want that, though, because, again, the other thing I said about the the the, the curse. But anyway. It would uh, do looks, Corbin Carroll's career forever if he was on, uh, the, he was on the cover. I don't know. Look how beautiful he is on there. <laughs> Glad we got the best in on that one. Um, all right, let's give our choices, of course. Yeah, Jesse, why don't you go ahead and lead things off? Because like you said, I think we all probably have the same number one. Yeah, I think we probably do. Uh, all right, I'll, I'll start at the end. So my number three choice, my third mm-hmm. most likely, is one Mookie Betts. He's never Ooh. been on the cover of MLB The Show. I believe he was on like RBI Baseball 16 or something a while back. Right. Um, but it seems like a miss that M- that Mookie Betts has never been on the cover of MLB The Show. Uh, obviously, Mookie had a remarkable season. And for as great as a certain other player was in 2023, who ultimately wound up winning the MVP award, talk about him in a second. Uh, Mookie Betts had an outstanding, outstanding 2023 season. Um and uh, yeah, I think I think he's a guy. His personality—it seems like you know the charisma of the players a really big uh, a really yes. big variable here for MLB yeah. the show. Um, that's certainly been a been a trend year. I think Mookie Betts has that. He started his podcast and is doing all this all this fun stuff oh. now. Uh, he's he's so, better yeah. at everything than all of us. It doesn't matter what he does. He's better. He's a better podcaster than us. He's a better interviewer than us. He plays baseball better than most people. It's disgusting. It's <laughs> sickening. He's nicer than most people. It's just crazy. It's crazy. I he can't is believe a, he is a pretty pretty okay. likable guy for sure. Very very so, very very likable. Are we gonna give? Uh, are we gonna give all of our number threes and then our number twos and number one? Do you want to do that? Uh sure. Let's do it. Yeah, give me all give right. me your number three. Well, I think, again, and exactly with what you said about it being an exciting player, there's our guy, Damon. We are Damon's dogs, of course, Bark Bark. Uh, of course, uh, this is, I'm glad he's here because I know this is going to infuriate him. Uh, and that that's why uh, I'm – oh, he's gone again. He, he just got up and <laughs> left because he's disgusted with what I'm about to say. It's Ellie De La Cruz. Uh, and again, wow. it's because, not because of numbers, but like Ellie Daly, <laughs> he's back. <laughs> he set the world on fire. What could I say? I, I, again, this is actually, this to me is very similar as jazz, right? Where jazz wasn't by, by any stretch of the imagination, like the best player in the league, but he was like the most exciting player. It felt like, and for at least a month and a half, Ellie De La Cruz was the most exciting player in Major League Baseball. So when it comes to that kind of thing and and him being young and, and just the name recognition that got out in over the course of one season, I feel like Ellie De La Cruz is is a potential. 
I think it was well, more like uh, more like what eight days that Ellie De La Cruz sure. was the most exciting yeah. player. <laughs> That's fine. I did. I don't, I don't know. know if that lasted like a month or two. They they, uh, they talked about him a lot. They talked about because because it infuriated us. It infuriated Damon. Uh, the fact that he was getting so much more you know publicity there for a stre- stretch than Corbin Carroll was, and Corbin Carroll had been doing incredible things the entire season, not just for a week. But hey. That's Ellie weird. De La Cruz wasn't like like Jazz was an all star in in 2022, and and his numbers were quite good. Ellie De La Cruz mm. wasn't an all star, and his numbers were not really very good. Um, Look, you asked me specifically outside of the show for a stretch pick, and that's my stretch pick. My other two picks are very reasonable, but sometimes right. Major League MLB the show and their choices aren't very reasonable. Do you remember Yasiel Puig being on the cover? We just talked about it a few moments ago. Like it, it doesn't make yes. sense sometimes when you look at who was it, who was performing well in the league at the time and the decision that they went with. It, it does not line up. All right, enough enough with your ridiculous pick, Derek. Uh, Damon, Damon, what do you got? Well, <laughs> I just want to more say, mad than it made Damon. I hate both <laughs> of your picks, and I think you guys are both not good people. A Dodger, Jesse, really? A Dodger? Yeah. That's what we're yeah. going with, and a, and then a a rookie of the year contender for in, yeah. contender for five against minutes. Corbin Carroll like I thought these are our rivals guys have some what shame. if I went with James Outman that would have really just oh, <laughs> oh, I thought about I, putting James Outman in there just I would have quit for Damien. I would have quit <laughs> all right who's so, your number three well I was gonna say who everybody's gonna say for number one for number three but I'll oh. save it for number one so that we could all be consistent together because it's probably what it's gonna end up being uh, but okay. I came I had some ideas that I was like, they're a little bit more creative than your guys is no big deal. Uh, but I was thinking like, <laughs> we do like, a my, my first thought was a, was a J rod with Ken Griffey on the cover with him. All right. And it's like, okay. It's like a generation to torch. generation yeah. passing of the torch type of cover where it's like, hmm. Oh, look at, look at these very marketable guys that we have. It's, you know, young all-star and J rod with you know old ken griffey on on the same cover and we make like a cool theme out of that yeah well j-rod was my second pick so yes we're definitely on the same wavelength in regards to that it feels like julio rodriguez is uh a big miss to not have him on there he's everything uh he's he's everything you want representing major league baseball uh he's just he's just an awesome young player and uh yeah he, he, he should get this kind of acknowledgement. I, I I almost feel strongly about that more so than my number one pick, but uh, just it still feels like uh, maybe because of the Mariners not really being super successful, it's going to hold it back. I don't know. It seems like a dumb reason. Yeah, I mean, it didn't it didn't hold them back from Jazz Chisholm, right? <laughs> That's in right. Twenty twenty two. We're not uh, we're true. not outstanding. Um, yeah, I also have Julio as my number two. I think it I think it's only a matter of time before uh, he gets uh, he gets the honor of being on the MLB the Show cover. And absolutely, uh, his he has he has the charisma. Uh, he's a he's a star level player. I know he struggled a little bit early in the twenty twenty three season. He winds up putting up like a six war year anyway. He's the real deal and, and absolutely should be should be on the cover before long. All right, Damon, what do you got for your number two? Number two, um, I this is another creative idea I had. And I was thinking we put Orioles young players with Diamondbacks young players. And we make oh. like a, this is the future. The future? 
Exactly. Damon, this is outrageous. <laughs> no, no. It's not. I love though, this idea. <laughs> like Madden, idea. Madden had a cover where they had Troy Polamalu and Larry Fitzgerald on it. You they know, did. like, they did. like this is this is this is just being creative, Jesse. And I'm thinking we put like Adley and Gunner and like Corbin and and you know Gabby or something like that. And we, you know, it's just it's just a sick cover, and the D-backs yeah. fans are juiced. Well, see, I I could see them doing because it feels like covers on these sports games are leaning towards getting a bit more creative, like what you said with the Julio and and Ken Griffey cover. So I like that idea. I love that idea because it has the Diamondbacks on it. Is it likely? No, you idiot, you fool. <laughs> That's not happening. Uh, but the Rangers would even make more sense than the Baltimore Orioles. That's just you projecting who's going to be the best in, in both leagues. But, I mean, at least having the World Series contender or the World Series, you know, teams on it, That's that. that I like that idea a lot. That's People not, are that's, saying that I'm cooking. People are saying it. I can not confirm that at all. But, oh, there it is. You're right. They are saying that. Oh, God damn it. This is too much. Like, see, this is why do you have all of the control of all of the comments? That's not fair. I feel like I wouldn't know if any of this is correct. But, yeah, no. See, Jesse, this is how you placate. You just you, you throw the Dimebacks in there. That's why I made the MLB the show cover. All right. What do you I, mean, I wasn't I wasn't trying to like appeal to the crowd. All right. My no, goal no. here was to be Oh, realistic. I'm sorry that I had creative yeah. ideas that I came up with in my head. That's my bad, you, Jesse. You should, I should have gone chalk. No, I should have picked Elizabeth, the three leading M- MVP candidates and, and no. just picked them and put them down on a piece of paper. No, yeah. I did what was correct, which was to go yeah. on fan graphs, look up the leaderboard and wins above replacement and just. Yeah, I know history, that's what you, you did. <laughs> that's that's not exactly that's what, what I did, did, but it, so but that did lead did. me. That did lead me to my number one choice, uh, which is it's all of our number one choice. It's Ronald Acuna Jr. We all yeah. know. Uh, you know, I mean, the man puts up a 40-70 season in terms of uh, the kind of season that that uh, this man had. I'm not sure if you could really have made a better case uh, for being on the cover of MLB The Show. Generally speaking, like I, I look back at this and I don't necessarily think that the cover of of, uh, of MLB The Show is is like typically the, the best player from the prior year. Uh, that test fails in the vast majority of cases. So I don't view this as being as inevitable as like maybe it should be on paper. But if ever you were going to put Acuna on the cover, which I think is an, an honor he probably deserves at some point, this is this is probably the year to do it. It's definitely the the forecasting the future feels like it would be Julio, right? That's like the that's like that we're trying to get the next. But even he's even, on the horizon, yeah. Yeah, but but even he even he's here. He's not like he's not trying to find a player that's that's the future. Corbin Carroll is a, a bit more of one of those like trying to find the future of the game a little bit that not a lot of people might know. I, that's different now based on the Diamondbacks playoff run, but I still don't know if if Corbin Carroll's become a household name. I feel like Julio Rodriguez kind of has. He has become a superstar in baseball and a lot of people know who he is and and again that's that's exciting but ronald acuna has all of those intangibles that we talked about that you want on the cover you know he's he's he led the league his stats are there he's on one of the best teams uh he you know is an exciting electric player there's just everything you you would want in in a cover athlete for mlb the show he's he's it so uh, hopefully it brings them all sorts of bad luck next season. That's uh, that's what we would, you know, maybe want. I don't know. Uh, maybe maybe that's just me. See, Damon's nodding his head because, again, he's a man of the people, Jesse. Uh, and we lost hater. this round. 
we lost this round to damon obviously so uh bark bark we we get it you're the mayor now you can i get it yeah yeah, I don't like it. I don't like. Or do you have like, like Randy? Was it was Randy Johnson your number one choice, Damon? Is that is that what? No, you're it was Acuna. Okay. It was Acuna. I was gonna say Acuna three though, and then start doing the other ones towards two and oh, one. Oh, oh, and then Diamondbacks and Orioles were number one. Yeah, oh yeah, but, yeah. But, but you guys, I mean, I figured we all had Acuna. We were all gonna have Acuna as the most likely. So I was like, I'll just stick with that as number one. It it seems most likely, but we will find out. Uh, coming here soon. Can so I January can 30th, I name like a couple of players that that I would just like to see on a cover, like at some point in my lifetime? Sure. It, I Garrett. I Stubbs? think yes. Garrett Stubbs is number one. How uh, Nick Castellanos is number two. <laughs> How dare you? Um, <laughs> James out. Him and the Philly fanatic together earlier. on the cover, Damon. <laughs> no, so I think uh, Jose Ramirez just so underrated man oh, yeah. man deserves right. more credit than he gets uh feel like feel like that has to that has to happen at some point um brett Je- brett mentions that mike trout has still never been on a cover it kind of feels like that ship has sailed at this point i don't know if it has mike trout on the cover you know playing half the season or whatever uh bobby <laughs> witt jr in my mind is a is a uh is an mlb the show cover level athlete yeah. Uh, level baseball player. Uh, I don't know if we'll ever see that as long as he's uh, with the Kansas City Royals. Francisco Lindor is another guy that comes to mind as someone who I feel like, uh, you know, I mean, certainly has the charisma, super fun player to watch. I know he uh, he plays for the Mets now, so people might not like me saying that, but um, <laughs> people haven't liked pretty much everything I've said in this segment no, of the show. No, so what fine. else? What else is new? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Elise says Jesse is only saying this because they are filming remotely. Correct? Because uh, Damon would. I can get away with now. more. Yeah, yeah Damon can't actually sure. come up and. Yeah. Uh, speaking <laughs> of Damon, uh, he's been killing it on bets over there jesse uh he's been having he, he didn't with listen to help. you yesterday with well he would have gone yeah. three and oh with your help yesterday had he listened to you right but he went two and one i think that was his second third day going two and one i'm not sure but his record's been pretty good so make sure to check him out and then of course get down on the bet mgm sportsbook app uh you can download the app using uh you can do it on ios android or visit their website at betmgm.com sign up and use our bonus code of phnx and when you do all you gotta do is deposit five dollars into your newly created account Spend that $5 on a standard odds price bet. And once you do all of that, you will get $158 in bonus bets back instantly, regardless of the outcome of your wager. Then that way you can take that $158 in bonus bets, spread it around on a couple of Damon's choices over at bets, and he will double, triple that money potentially. So uh, again, sign up for BetMGM and use that bonus code PHNX. That's the important part. Place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile application for at least $5. You will receive that $158 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. Check out the show notes for full details and now listen to Damon talk about the disclaimer. Problem call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877 8 hope and Y or text hope and Y 467-369-NEW York. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP-ARIZONA. 1-800-BETS-OFF-IOWA. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help. Michigan. 1-800-991-0023-PORTO-RICO. Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms. This promotional offer is not available in New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Puerto Rico. Oh, yeah, we too slow, Derek. Yeah, too yeah, slow. It's it's sorry, man. It's uh, it's the it's the disconnect. But uh, we want to thank you guys for being here and listening to us try to harmonize uh, on the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. If you have not subscribed to the channel yet, make sure to do so. Sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss when any of our shows go live. And drop us a thumbs up. Those likes are important to us. Uh, they 
they feed our their they feed our heart they feed our soul uh, of course if you're listening on the uh, audio side we love you guys we appreciate you listeners as well make sure you subscribe uh, leave us a review we always appreciate those five star reviews uh, they really do help us out quite a bit uh, i right now am in my home uh, far away from the office that does not have power does not have electricity and we have no idea when it's going to have that once again but i'm glad i have this home because i don't know where i would be podcasting from right now without it of course uh, i have to thank the our friends over at desert financial credit union for for getting me in this home they started me on my home ownership journey and they can help you out as well they also have checking and savings accounts uh they have uh loans credit cards investment options and so much more so make sure that if you are banking uh, with a credit union you are choosing a credit union that has your best interest in mind for your financial future uh and for more than 84 years desert financial has been arizona's largest most trusted local credit union right now when you open a free checking account online you can get 200 dollars in bonuses get started by visiting desert financial dot com slash 200 today jesse before we get out of here we have to talk about the internet and and the bad the bad side of the internet right we have to talk about the fact that sometimes things come up on the internet that you don't want to see and uh, sometimes that's not you know you're, you're not searching for that you're not looking for that you, you you didn't want it in your face you know you're trying to have a productive day and the next thing you know you have just something absolutely uh grotesque and and just horrible uh staring you in the face and that's exactly what happened to me yesterday because <laughs> suddenly i got a notification diamondbacks got their the diamondbacks got their dh derek is that he got saying? their dh jesse 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 oh my god when this this my phone notifies me jesse about diamondbacks related news i got this notification jesse on january 24 2024 as you can see here <laughs> the associated press republished an article that said the Arizona Diamondbacks recalled heralded outfielder Yasmani Tomas from AAA Reno on Tuesday to give them a spark off the bench. Now, did any of this make any sense to me at all in the moment? No. Did I stop to ask reasonable questions, Jesse, as to why uh, when, 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 you know, obviously – yesterday was not a Tuesday, but of course, when they were talking about this and it came up yesterday, they could have meant the day before, which was in fact a Tuesday. Like the, everything was lining up with this. I didn't like it at all. And I hate the fact that apparently this uh, could happen. Yasmani Tomas can indeed reappear on your timeline and haunt your dreams the way it did mine. What happened with this? Can you explain <laughs> this? Can you make any sense of this? Why did this come up yesterday? <laughs> I have absolutely no idea, but I think it's one of the greatest, like the, it might be the greatest diamondback story of, of the off season. I, my, mean, I have a stitch what in it, my side right now. Like I was like, I've been running. I was, it's like, it hurts my body physically just to look at that article. Someone, someone at the associated press knew that, you know, diamondbacks fans were, were looking for a DH and they wanted JD. They wanted Jorge Soler. And they were like, oh, we'll give him a DH. We'll we'll get we'll give him someone who can who can help out and you know hit some dingers and whatnot. Uh and shout out to Yasmani Tomas, Derek, who in 2015 looked like a pretty reasonably good baseball player for a while. He hit 273, had a 707 OPS. He followed it up the next year, he had 31 homers, and uh people were starting to gain a, a bit of a soft spot for uh for the young Cuban outfielder. 
whom the Diamondbacks Soft signed. Soft was a perfect word to use. Soft was a perfect word to use there. In regards to his <laughs> uh, yeah, his uh, his Diamondbacks career didn't exactly pan out that way. But yeah, maybe the people at Associated Press just wanted us to, you know, look back and 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 relive relive some good memories, you know. <laughs> Ernesto says more like Yasmani Nomas. Thank you very much for that. Uh, can we get that last <laughs> comment back on 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 the screen because uh, this is this is a real choice of two terrible things but i feel like this is an easy choice tony asks what's worse seeing tomas in a d-backs uni again or seeing dave stewart as gm again a thousand percent seeing dave stewart as gm again yasmani tomas in a d-backs uniform can only hurt you in one spot in the lineup in one one spot in your rotation that's and you just and you just it just because he's in a D-backs uniform doesn't necessarily mean you have to play him, right? He might he might be a ball boy. He might be uh, <laughs> a number of things that doesn't involve him actually playing on the field, Jesse. Uh, he might be a fan oh, in the stands, just hanging out over in in section 301 i don't know he's wearing his wearing his full uniform from from 20 just in case yeah just in case like at any point if maybe they need somebody to fill in he can rush the field but i i again even if we were talking about him literally being on the roster i would take that over the terrible terrible decisions dave stewart made uh while in control of this team uh and i mean i don't think we've even scratched the surface on really the self-serving uh, decisions that were made that that almost ruined this franchise and we should all be thankful that it was put in Mike Hazen's hands my comparison once again is he was handed a broken vase and expected to put it back together and it took him a long time but damn it all those cracks are filled in now and that vase looked pretty spectacular in the postseason in 2023 so uh Mike Hazen all day we do appreciate you guys though of course being here uh in the PHNX Sports YouTube channel uh, we thank you at all, oh, as always, for stopping by. Of course, you can follow us on Twitter. I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. Jesse is at Jesse and Friedman. Our producer, Damon, who is apparently always correct. Uh, he is at Damon Dog. That's D-A-W-G. He is the people's producer for a reason. And we are Damon's dogs for a reason. Bark, bark. Bark, bark. Uh, of course, our show is at PHNX underscore D-backs, but all roads do lead to at PHNX underscore sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. We thank you guys so much for stopping by. We appreciate your time. Uh, and remember, kids, baseball is fun, but it is so much more fun when we never speak Yasmani Tomas's name again.